Hello, and thank you for listening to the Horror Script Podcast. If this is the first time listening to the show, please be aware that this is for entertainment purposes and strong language is used. If you find comedy like Howard Stern, Seth Rogen, South Park, and Family Guy offensive, then this might not be a show you're interested in. If you do find them funny, then hopefully you find us funny as well. Enjoy the show. In 1963, Alfred Hitchcock made a motion picture entitled The Birds, a film which depicted a savage attack upon human beings by flocks of the winged creatures. People laughed. In the fall of 1975, seven million blackbirds invaded the town of Hopkinsville, Kentucky, resisting the best efforts of mankind to dislodge them. No one is laughing now. Welcome to the And welcome back to another episode of the Horror Script Podcast. And this week we're going to be reviewing the 1978 movie, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yes, you might remember that if you're a little older, uh, especially the animated series, which was so good. Uh, A movie about a bunch of killer fags. Oh wait, what was that? Rough translation? I meant fruits. <laughs> I'm your one host, Miles. And I'm your other host, Richard. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes 1978 rated PG. Not even 13, just PG. Uh, well, they didn't have PG-13 back then, so I understand, but it's actually, it's a real PG rating today. <laughs> so, uh, in a one hour, 23 minute runtime. Yeah, this is pretty much straight comedy uh (laughs) it's kind of it kind of gives me that feel of naked gun or airplanes or police academy just with a much smaller budget oh yeah and a much dumber premise (laughs) oh yes (laughs) oh my god it's just the thought of this like just the thought of them pitching this film and being like we're gonna make a movie about killer tomatoes <laughs> it just had to be more and more and more ridiculous as they as they just went along with this the boardroom scene cracks me up it cracks you up yeah okay all right that cracks you up the boardroom scene where there's uh one two three four five six seven eight people in a little room yeah they're just climbing over the table trying to sit in their chairs it's it's so stupid, but it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff in this. There's a r- lot of yeah, really dumb yeah. shit in this, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this is definitely not a movie for a, a horror fan. Um, it's It hasn't aged well, let's say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that this, this, this definitely did not age well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, unless you grew up in that time period and watched this movie when it first came out, uh, chances are most people won't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could see that. There's some uh, very inappropriate jokes in it. Yeah, but I don't care. And you know the rule. <laughs> if it's 
if we're reviewing a movie that had inappropriate jokes at the time, those inappropriate jokes now are fair game, because that's what they said, that's what they did, so that's what we're gonna do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was suddenly all... It was okay for us to finally... To, to uh, do those. <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> Alright, let's start off with our cast. Uh... This will be quick because I don't think any of us know any of these people. Uh, ah, no, I knew one. I knew one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? The uh, committee scene. Oh, the yes. He. he I was. He played the principal in the Porky's him. movies. Yeah, but he right. was he was noticeable. Yeah, he played the principal right. in Porky's. I recognize his yellow I tongue. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't mark him down though, but. All right, so we have, first off, we have David Miller, who plays Mason Dixon. Uh, he was in a movie called Speak of the Devil. Next up, we have George Wilson, who plays Jim Richardson. He was in Kukurantumi. That's how I'm going to go with that. <laughs> then we have Sharon Taylor, who plays Lois Fairchild. And this was her only film that she was in. Yes, and, and then, what a butterface she was. Oh, gosh, come on. She, was, she had then, a great body, but I just wasn't digging the face. Jeez. I didn't know you were so handsome. I am. I've been trying to ugly myself up with the, my hair and my beard, but yeah. I'm still too damn pretty. I gotta yeah. go, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step it up a notch. Ugh. Oh, it must be hard to be you. It is. It's very hard. Uh, and then finally, we have J. Stephen Peace, who plays Lieutenant Wilbur Finletter. And he was also in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. The parachute guy. Yep. <laughs> Even though he's wearing a specialist patch on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just... I Actually, I th I'm pretty sure I did read that they purchased all of the military uniforms at a Salvation Army or Goodwill or some like some local thrift store. Yeah, he's wearing a he's wearing a specialist patch on his arm. I'm like, so a specialist? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean they all were like weren't weren't they all supposed to be black ops or something like that? A specialist is an E four. Well I don't know. You don't I don't know the military rankings as well as you. Mm. But yeah, he made it into the sequel. Which, I remember that one. Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. That was late 80s in that one. The George Clooney. Yep, George Clooney. <laughs> but that was, was that his first film? Uh, one of. Yeah, one of them, right? All right, and then for writers and directors, we have Co uh, writer Costa Dillon, uh, who also did Happy Hour. And then we have director John DeBello, who also directed Return of the Killer Tomatoes and Black Dawn. Wow, what a what a list of titles. I mean, I only picked out... I don't think he actually did much, but for everyone, I just kind of picked out one or two things here and there because I didn't hear of any of the movies other than Return of the Killer Tomatoes uh, or any of the actors or writers or directors. So <laughs> it, was a, it was a quick cast. Okay, so 
rating. I'm actually kind of curious if I'm going to have a higher rating on this one than you. You might. This might be one of those times where you do. Yeah. <laughs> one of the few. Um, I, I actually, I liked it. I did enjoy it. It, it is a purely comedy film. Uh, it's fun. It's witty. Half the jokes hold up. The other half are really bad right now. <laughs> uh, but it definitely had me laughing at times. Uh, and other times I was waiting kind of just for the movie to be over because the pacing's really bad. <laughs> uh, the acting is very goofy, which is exactly what they're going for. And I think the writing was pretty well done. Uh, so just, it, just the pacing on this was, was just really slow. Uh, and the score was like 50 50 for me. Some of it was really bad. Some of it was like, okay. So I'm right down the middle. I gave it a five out of 10. Yep. This is one of those times where you will be a, ahead of me. Uh, I give it a, <laughs> I give it a three. Okay. I, I can see it. I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, Rich, you are what? Five and a half years older than me. So, yeah. uh, Rich lives in New York. He is a Democrat. So, yeah, he he would like this and, and have to point out that some of the jokes are inappropriate. Uh, the inappropriate jokes in this are the things I like the most. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, just, you know, just putting a black guy in a Hitler outfit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, that was hilarious. To me. That that actually was funny. Like he mm. is this undercover master of disguise master of disguise yeah and so he at one point he dresses up like hitler uh another time he dresses up as a abraham lincoln yeah as abraham lincoln he also dresses up as fucking a tomato (laughs) oh it's there's funny parts to it listen i mean some of the things that were inappropriate were actually still funny though but uh you know and some weren't and then other jokes were just flat so they they weren't inappropriate at that time so yeah <laughs> but still it's interesting to see all right scare rating can we give it a zero <laughs> <laughs> no or do i have to go with a one it has to be you have to give it a one is the lowest rating that we have it's either a one through a ten so it's a one it it's just stating it is the least scary movie you could possibly watch. One. Unless yeah. you are afraid of tomatoes. I'm sure that is a phobia. I don't know what it is right at this moment. Uh, then, it, then it might be terrifying for you. But yeah. unless you have that phobia, one. Yeah, no one is going to be scared of this. No, this is purely comedy. There's nothing scary in this at all. It is uh, nothing, to, nothing that you have to worry about. <laughs> You could let the kids watch it. <laughs> okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they already need, they don't need another excuse not to eat the vegetables, right? <laughs> well, as the Japanese scientist says, they're not vegetables. They are technically fags. Oh, that's one of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to say fruits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. So, scare movie trivia. You ready? Yeah, I'm going to probably get this wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) Okay, so I have six statements. One's false, the other five are true. Number one, the helicopter crash in the early scenes was unintentional. The 
tail rotor blades accidentally hit the ground, causing the helicopter to spin out of control. Debris and the top rotor blades narrowly missed the police officers in the scene and the crew off camera. The pilot received minor injuries. After being pulled from the wreck, Jack Riley and George Wilson quickly ad-libbed the rest of the scene as the wreck was on fire. The crash of the $60,000 rented helicopter used up more of the budget than all other aspects of the film combined. That was a long-winded one. (laughs) Number two. The song, Puberty Love, was performed by Matt Cameron, who would later go on to be the drummer for Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Number three. The scene at the public water fountain was shot without a permit. Number four. J. Stephen Peace did all his own stunts and had a wooden board on wheels placed under his stomach for the scene in which he's dragged down the street by a car. Number five. The giant tomatoes were shot using forced perspective to make them look bigger than they were. Number six. The Japanese scientist knocks a picture of the USS Arizona in their goldfish tank. The USS Arizona was sunk at Pearl Harbor by the Japanese. Oh, that's it? That's all? That's, that's all six, yep. Oh, God damn, you weren't even numbering them. You were just going blah, blah, blah. No, I did. I numbered every, I, I numbered every single one of them. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. But, uh, the forced perspective. A forced perspective? Mm-hmm. With the tomatoes. Yeah, you're right. They were actually made out of foam. Wow, I was right. Look at that. <laughs> what gave that one away? Because, I mean, fucking, why would they have to do forced perspective? The tomatoes were, what, maybe six feet tall only, if that? For giant tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why would they do, have to do forced perspective on that? It would probably it would probably be harder to do forced perspective than to fucking actually just Paper mache a fucking tomato that size. (laughs) Hey, I was trying to throw you off. (laughs) You didn't. (laughs) I know. Good job. Good job. All right. We got two goofs. Number one, the amount of squashed tomato on the police car windshield changes. And number two, during Dixon's intervention with Richardson, shadows of a crew member are briefly visible on the end table. Were they? They so were. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have anything else you want to bring up other than before we go into spoilers on this movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I just I just want to get it over with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Well. Before we go into spoilers, uh, go on to Apple iTunes and leave us a five-star review or Spotify or whatever other platform you're listening to us on. Uh, We appreciate any positive reviews that you can leave for us and sharing the show with friends that you might think would like the show as well. All right, so without further ado, we have our spoilers ahead. We'll break down all of the so-called deaths this film which realistically there are none but (laughs) there are referenced to many people dying in this in this movie Mm -hmm. hey you know what would be great Hmm. if we if if we had shirts made up with a a tomato on it and and put i support the fags (laughs) oh my god
I guess you'd have to be a hardcore Killer Tomato fan to actually get it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> Good luck wearing that. <laughs> and maybe in San Francisco. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So this is going to go pretty quickly uh, with these deaths because mostly everyone is off screen kill. And most of the people that are killed are kind of just random cast members in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, so right off the bat, we get a woman doing dishes, uh, and she's killed off screen. Uh, you know what? Going for, I'm just gonna, er, just as everybody's gonna get killed off screen, unless I say otherwise, <laughs> because there's only two or three people that are, that actually die on screen. So. <laughs> So we hear we we see her just scream, <laughs> the woman doing dishes, and that's how the movie starts off. Then our second death is the man eating dinner. Uh, he's drinking tomato juice, and then he chokes to death. So that one was a little weird. It was like the tomatoes were already squashed, but they became poisonous, or what? <laughs> I guess the seeds still were able to attack him. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Death number three is the pilot of the helicopter uh, right after the helicopter crashes. And it's burning up and on fire. (laughs) They're walking away and they're like, they're like, yeah, just leave him. He's already dead. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if he was. Oh, that would have been terrible. Terribly hilarious. Oh. All right. Now, four through eight, there's four girls that go swimming in uh, a lake or something like that. And the tomatoes are floating in the water and attack them. <laughs> oh, God. I wonder if any. Uh, they, you know, they should have just insinuated that the tomatoes were going up their snatches. Oh, my God. It's my with you. Number nine is a dirk. It's a dirt biker. Uh, he gets eaten by a tomato off screen. <laughs> the dirt biker got uh, the dirt biker. eaten off. Dirt biker, dirt yeah. biker, dirt <laughs> biter, dick biter. Dirt yeah, he biter. got eaten off screen. There you go. <laughs> Number ten and eleven were the two special agents that got attacked in the car on a stakeout. I guess looking for the killer tomatoes, and, and they just get surrounded by them. Twelfth victim is the woman we see lying dead in the grocery store, along with number 13, who is the man lying dead in the grocery store. And we have these tomatoes that are going back and forth on top of them with this stop animation. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Just this scene by itself like cracked me up. Uh, then Buck the dog becomes victim number 14. Uh, Billy gets an off-screen kill at the fishing lake. Then we have uh, the special agent, the Olympian swimmer. She is number 16 as she is sitting at the lake eating steroids. Yes, uh, a brand of cereal. Right. (laughs) And the giant cherry tomato comes and rolls over her. (laughs) You think with all that steroids and everything like that, she would have been able to push it off of herself. I mean, she was fat. She wasn't strong. Oh, please. She was. 
All right, number 17, we get, and this one, this one actually had me cracking up. Uh, the guy in the study room, uh, he has a heart attack when this other man yells out tomato and, and everyone else, everyone freaks out how they were saying, oh, you don't, there's certain words you don't say, you know, like bomb. You don't say bomb in an airplane. Well, you don't say tomatoes in a library. <laughs> someone's looking around they scream out tomato and he just falls over and has a heart attack <laughs> everyone else is screaming and running all right number 18 through 20 there are three guys walking and they get shot by an unknown person meant to be uh mason oh yeah they actually did show those deaths wow yep. finally <laughs> <laughs> Then number 21, we have our Master of Disguise. Uh, we assume that he was killed by the tomatoes after he was dressed up as a tomato, sitting around eating dinner with them around a campfire, and he asks for some ketchup. <laughs> he goes, oh no! <laughs> I like that one too. That was pretty funny. All right, last three, we have number 22 as the general. He gets rolled into by a tomato in a garage during the big climactic fight scene. <laughs> I guess we I guess we are assumed he gets squashed. Uh, number 23 is the UPS delivery guy. The press secretary shoots him. So he's an on-screen kill. And then number 24 is the press secretary. He gets stabbed by the idiot secret agent. And I'd like to mention that Lieutenant no tomatoes No tomatoes were harmed during the making of this movie. Oh, wait, yeah. no, there was a bunch that got squashed. There oh, was yeah. a lot of tomatoes harmed during the making of this movie. <laughs> I was going to say, they were all, they all got fucked up. <laughs> now, Rich, would you say this movie is uh, is a way of, of bringing up the point of how toxic and dangerous being a vegetarian is because eventually the food fights back <laughs> i think there's a lesson in this <laughs> listen i am no health expert but i do know that you need protein and it is really hard to get protein if you're strictly vegetarian there are ways to supplement but you're still missing out on a lot of nutrients and everything like that, but it is a public service announcement to be a carnivore. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, and then the movie ends with a carrot uh, erupting from the ground and saying, okay, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. A carrot. And you know what would have been better? Hmm. A mushroom. Oh, That's yeah. right. Because a mushroom could have been made into coffee. That's right. If you haven't been paying attention, all of this led up to Four Sigmatic Coffee. That's right. Mushroom-infused coffee that keeps those killer tomatoes away. Yes, you don't want to be on the wrong side of those killer fags. So you better get your cup of mushroom-infused Four Sigmatic Coffee and be straight-laced like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, eat a fungus. Save a vegetable. Yes. <laughs> Check out our links below for the Four Sigmatic Coffee. Get a batch and give it a try. Uh, see what we keep talking about and raving about. Mm -hmm. All right. So, favorite kill? 
Really? Yeah. In this in this fucking movie? Yep. <laughs> the swimmer getting rolled over by the tomato, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's not really much to pick from this. <laughs> There's not. I was going with the guy in the study room who has a heart attack. Because mm. uh, you have to look for it, but it was it was funny. Worst kill? Um, all of them. Yes, that's what I said. I said all the off-screen kills. They missed out on so many good opportunities. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was... It's... Oh, man. It was just like... They were, go- they were going for the kills on so many where it was like... what? Why, why would you do an off-screen? You could have made it so stupid and so funny. But they just... Yeah, they, I guess they didn't want... They didn't want to have to worry about any kind of budget of special effects or anything like that. Oh, they make it the tomatoes big. And some of the chase scenes were just hilarious because you could see they're running down the hall and somebody's just right out, right off screen, just rolling tomatoes down the hallway or something. (laughs) Yeah, all the tomatoes that they had to use for this movie is probably well, other than the helicopter, was probably the most expensive thing for this movie. I would I I can't imagine. Yeah, they they had to go through a ton of tomatoes. I know those all the all the vegetarians like my food, my food. <laughs> but all right, that's it for this fucking week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and with our attack of uh, attack of killer month, uh, I I don't assume it's going to get better. But <laughs> let's try. So for next week. We're going to jump up from 1978. We're going to go 38 years into the future to 2016 for a little movie called Attack of the Killer Donuts. <laughs> oh, boy. I've seen this. I haven't yet. So Really? Get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here. Oh, it's a horror movie that I have seen that you haven't. Uh, all right. I'm going to say it right now. I'm expecting Miles to actually like this movie. I think his rating for this one is going to be at around a 6 or a 7. I hope. I hope. Yeah, this this movie <laughs> this movie it's really fucked up, but there's some gore in it and there's some funny scenes in it. It's a stupid movie. I'll warn you now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I'm looking forward to watching it. Oh wow, this might be the best of our Attack of the Killer Month. We'll we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> so, right. all right, next week we'll be back with Attack of the Killer Donuts. So, come back and join us. Please share the podcast with friends. You can share us on social media. You can help us grow. You can sign up for Patreon. Uh, you could find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app. Check out our interviews on YouTube. And if you want to support the show, check out check out our merchandise and support the show through Patreon. All the links are in the show notes below. You can go check them out. So we'll see you next week. Till next time.